Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the summer of 2010, my wife and I moved to our apartment on the campus of Wartburg Theological Seminary in Dubuque, Iowa. There were several aspects of my discernment that led me to this seminary as opposed to several other Lutheran institutions in our denomination and a few divinity schools that I was considering. Now, I won't bore you with the details of my call process, but I do mean to lift up one distinctive thing that was pointed out about Wartburg over in other, uh, against other schools I could have attended for my graduate studies. That is worship as foundation for community. At least at the time, most Wartburg students lived on campus. So our residential and academic lives overlapped constantly. Also, it wasn't a very big school, so we saw each other all the time. To the benefit of the children who's, uh, of students who had all sorts of friends to play with all the time, and to the chagrin of many of our, their parents who had to deal with comparisons and judgments of other adults all the time. Just kidding for my Warburg friends who are listening. <laughs> the community was pretty tight-knit all around. Most, since most of all of us lived and studied together, connections between students, their families, uh, and our faculty and staff were far more extensive than at many academic communities. So, in my first week of studies in 2010, I was surprised to hear our professors talk about the idea of what really formed community at Wartburg and what that foundation of community was not all the classes we had together, not all the meals that we shared, or all the time children spent playing on the playground together. At least as our faculty and staff saw it, what really formed the community our, at our seminary was our worship. Monday through Friday, everyday classes would cease uh, between 10.30 and 11. And there would be one form of morning prayer worship or another. On Sundays, we were encouraged to go off campus uh, to worship lo with local congregations. But throughout the week, our lives and our campus community was saturated with opportunities to worship, to pray, to proclaim, and to commune together. On top of that, anytime we had events like first day of classes, assignment for internship sites, sending of graduates, or basically any other momentous marker, we would have even more worship services to commemorate the occasions. It was like the only way we knew how to celebrate any milestone, milestone was to pray and commune about it. It was more than enough worship and prayer to go around. In my first year, I have to admit, and I was a little bit skeptical as to how foundational worship was for our life together as a community of faith and learning. Every seminary and divinity school that I know of has morning chapel. 
regular preaching and all sorts of worship opportunities. It took a little bit for me, uh, I took it a little bit for granted that more or less every pastor or deacon in training at basically any school spent lots of time in worship and preparation to lead congregations or other ministries. However, as I met more and more students from more and more institutions, I discovered that the regularity and intentionality with which Warburg faculty, staff, and students approached campus worship was distinct. More than that, the longer I was immersed in our communal practices of praying, praising, and proclaiming together, the more I realized how foundational worship actually was in forming our campus community. A visitor once described our campus as a monastery, with community members like monks who knew each other as much through praying and singing hymns together as we connected over our shared interests and hobbies. Of course, many of us were married and almost as many had children, so I suppose that's where the analogy with monks ends. <laughs> worship really was foundational in forming our community through practices like praying for one another, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in our midst, breaking bread together in the sacraments of Holy Communion, and gathering before the cross of our Lord on a daily basis. In our first lesson for this week, we read about how practices of praying, breaking bread, and worshiping together has formed Christian community since the very beginning. A few years after 23 AD auto, but you were pretty close. <laughs> Acts says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. The first believers shared their time, their teaching, their fellowship, their prayers, their worship, and even their material resources in order to support one another as they practiced this new faith and discovered daily what it meant for their lives. They did more than simply believe in the good news about our Messiah. They committed themselves to, giving, to living in and supporting one another in new, the newly formed Christian community in Jerusalem. Acts tells us that their hearts were generous and glad as they did so. And we may take it for granted that Christianity and the church go hand in hand. After all, it is hard to imagine Christianity without the church or vice versa. Church is where we teach the faith, proclaim the gospel, ask for God's health and protection over our friends and family, and practice the faith together. It is difficult for a lot of us to imagine doing this on our own, much less coming to believe in the Christian faith outside of the church. Church is the place where Christians gather, where faith is formed, and where new generations of believers are raised up. Christian, Christianity and the church surely do go hand in hand. However, it is worth us taking notice of the fact that more and more people who say they are Christian no longer or rarely attend church. There are many who still believe in the tenets of the Christian faith, read the Bible and devotionals, and pray regularly. 
but are no longer part of communities of faith. Just as Christians have long explored, discussed, and debated different practices and doctrines of faith in various denominations and church bodies, now Christians are exploring more and more how to maintain the Christian faith without Christian community. While many of us who are our churchgoers assume that Christianity and church go hand in hand. There are many others who are not part of a church community who believe that they can be Christian in a sort of spiritual isolation, if you will. Now, this might be surprising to hear from a church pulpit, but I have to agree on some level that one does not need to attend church to believe in the Christian faith. Believing that Jesus is the Son of God. Believing that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three persons but one God. Believing that the Bible is God's Word or subscribing to many other doctrines of Christianity can be done without being part of a community. The Christian faith is wide and it makes sense that some aspects of our religion can be lived out and believed differently. As history has proven, there is not a one-size-fits-all Christianity, but in, instead many expressions, practices, and beliefs uh, all make up the meaning of what it means to be a Christian across space and time. One can indeed believe differently, individually, and on one's own. Nevertheless, there are crucial aspects of Christian practice that only happen and community. Some of this stuff we can only do together. Our seminary community would not have been so grounded in faith and prayer if we just went back to our own apartments or houses or dorm rooms to pray by ourselves during chapel time. The fact that we came together daily to join in our spiritual practices was significant and helped, to connect, uh, and helped us to connect and care for one another more deeply. There is powerful, profound, and crucial value in gathering as a Christian community and church, which cannot be replicated by ourselves on our own. When we show up for one another in the name of Jesus Christ, God shows up for us in distinct ways too, that we cannot repeat or replace on our own. May God continue to bring us together as we break bread, lift each other up in prayer, and gather around the cross of Christ week after week after week. And may this practice of being church together continue for thousands more years until 4,023 and beyond. <laughs> and may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.